Hello everybody, happy Monday, welcome to today's podcast, I'm recording this in the evening, it should hopefully go up sometime either tonight or Tuesday morning, get you guys ready for your drafts, you guys have basically two days now, Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, if you want to stretch it to Thursday, uh, to draft, these are the key days of drafting, I have two, I have one Tuesday, one Wednesday, I'm getting ready for my draft, I need to know who are my top 10 league winners. I'm in PPR, um, in a PPR format. And we want to know who are these guys that are going to be able to be drafted later in the draft, early in the draft, and find out who is going to get us what we need to win a championship. Now in my list, I have a variety of, I do have a couple first, actually I have one first rounder, I think. Um, one that I would put in the first round. Uh, but is going second round, I would say. And then the rest are like low-key, kind of middle of the pack. Um, there's there's one late in the draft that I think maybe not necessarily win you the league, but he can be a very key draft pick. Um, someone that you can draft that would be very useful. Um, who I believe in deeper formats, 12, 14 man. Uh, can be that flex or wide receiver two for you through the year who's going to put up consistent numbers, big numbers for you. Um, so basically, uh, that's really it for this. Um, we can hop right into the list if we want, and I can just start it off at 10. Now, at 10th, for my top 10 league winner uh, for PPR is Kyle Pitts. Now, I think I think he's been on a lot of lists. I, I've watched some lists, so I understand kind of the general area, and I didn't want to try and copy too many, you know. Obviously, I want to create something of my own who I truly think, looking at numbers, statistics, um, can be a top pick, and Kyle Pitts is right there. Kyle Pitts now, uh, his ADP this year is 30.9, um, and so that that's more of um, later than I would expect. His tight end rank is three. Uh, I believe, in my opinion, he is a tight end two, um, and I believe he is 18 overall. Um, so that's a mid uh, to late second round pick that I believe that's where he should go. That's where he is most valued. Um, I mean, really look at him. He's the most athletic tight end we probably have ever seen in the NFL. He can line up at wide receiver. He can line up in the slot. He can really do anything you want, and I believe now, with Marcus Mariota, he looked fantastic in preseason. Um, I mean, if he sticks to it, he can really get uh, him and Drake one in the ball and uh, give him the ball a lot. Looking at last year, he had 68 receptions uh, for 1,026 yards and only one touchdown. I believe that touchdown is going to skyrocket this year. Marcus Mariota or Desmond Ritter, whoever is leading the quarterback position, will know who to throw to. Um, I believe this year he goes from 68 receptions to 85 receptions with 1,300 yards and seven touchdowns. Um, I believe he jumps from one uh, to seven touchdowns, and I believe he jumps probably about 300 yards this year. He could honestly, in my opinion, exceed that by a much larger number. Now, heading into number nine. Number nine is Brandon Ayuk. Now, this is where I was talking about late picks. He is not your typical top, 
seven rounds. He's actually projected to go early ninth at about a 98 ADP. Um, he's wide receiver 40 right now. Um, and his best finish and his only finishes in his two years in the NFL has been wide receiver 35. He hasn't really gotten the ball consistently. He hasn't really gotten the deep balls that he wants consistently. And when you look at who his quarterback is now, Trey Lance, in preseason, he showed us that he can throw deep. He wants to throw deep. I believe that um, Brandon Ayuk can finish much better than usual. Right now, I would have him instead of wide receiver 40, I'd have him at wide receiver 35. Um, basically where he finishes, but I truly believe this isn't me projecting what he's going to be at the end of the year. I'm projecting what he should be in the draft, um, and I believe he should be wide receiver 35 in the draft, um, but I believe he can honestly finish top 20 um, as a wide receiver. Trey Lance, if him and Trey Lance develop some sort of connection, I believe that they can be a powerful, powerful um, duo. You know, they do have Debo Samuel still, but Brandon Ayuk is a very solid wide receiver too, and I expect nothing less. I expect him to go basically about late 7th round instead of early ninth. Last year when you look at him, he had 56 receptions, um, 826 yards, and 5 touchdowns. I expect him to go from 58 reception, 56 receptions to 63, um, so a slight increase. I don't see him getting the necessary volume increase, I expect to see yards increase. I expect to utilize them downfield for big yarded gains. I expect them to gain a little over 200 yards. Um, I'm expecting him to be a 1,000 yard receiver this year. Um, and about six touchdowns, seven touchdowns this year, I would like to see from him. I believe that he can be a key late pickup. Um, if deeper formats, I believe he can be your flex or wide receiver too for this year. Moving up into number eight. Number eight is Jalen Hurts. His ADP is about 65 right now, going about mid-sixth round um, in a 12-man PPR league. Um, his QB rank is seven. This is a little bit further back than I would expect. I personally believe he can finish within a top three um, quarterback spot. I would have him going in the draft at about QB5, uh, so 52 overall, which is about mid-fifth round. Uh, last year, he threw for 3,144 passing yards. I expect that to jump up to 4,100 passing yards. He had about 16 passing touchdowns last year. That is down for a little bit. Um, I expect him to throw for at least 10 more. I expect him to maybe run the ball a little less, um, but still get that um, passing touchdowns he needs. And I expect 26 passing touchdowns from him. Uh, moving from 16 to 26, that's a big jump. Are we going to see it? We'll find out. I truly believe he can, though. I think he is a dark horse MVP candidate this year. Um, he has the weapons now. He has wide receiver A.J. Brown. Not much more you can ask for. I think uh, this offense is ready to take over the NFC. Um, and I'm excited to see what can happen. I expect his rushing yards to increase slightly. Uh, he did have an injury which kind of slowed him down a little bit in that department. Um, and I believe he can get the ground running again and become near 1,000-yard rusher. 
uh, and his rushing touchdowns maybe a slight decrease, eight to nine rushing touchdowns this year instead of ten. We're gonna move up now uh, to number seven. Number seven is James Conner. His ADP this year is about thirty-one with an RB rank of sixteen. Um, last year he finished uh, RB five. This is majorly, majorly from his touchdowns. He finishes 18 total touchdowns. That is absurd. Um, I believe that he has a slight decrease in that, but he still gets uh, the touchdowns that he does. Because who's, who's not there anymore? It's Chase Edmonds. He is not there anymore. He took up a high percentage of snap volume from him. Beginning in the year, James Conner was averaging anywhere from 30 to 50% of the snaps. That was Chase Edmonds taking 50. When Chase Edmonds went down with an injury, James Conner found himself at about 80% of the snaps. He was on the field. Now, uh, when Chase Edmonds came back towards the end of the year, he found himself at about 60% snap count. Now, with no more James Conner, I believe they don't. They're going to use Eno Benjamin but not to his full potential. Um, they're going to go heavy on James Conner. They're going to run him into the ground. I think this could be a even better year than last year. I'm going to slightly take away his touchdowns again from 18 to 15, but I believe he's going to get a little over 300 more um, total yards this year um, compared to last year, and he could even potentially pass that into maybe even 1,600 yards. Uh, he has that potential this year with his snap count seeing a very large increase. So, moving into number six. Six on my list is Allen Robinson. The man who struggled last year, hated his situation last year. Um, he is ready for a fresh new start. He's in L.A. He is looking to start over now and have Matthew Stafford at the helm of his quarterback. And... As long as Stafford's healthy and he's ready, and as long as Allen Robinson stays healthy, I believe this can be a huge year for him. Uh, Allen Robinson last year finished wide receiver 81. The best he's ever finished is wide receiver 6. Um, and I believe that this year he can finish anywhere from top 10 um, and better maybe. Right now in this draft, I have him going at wide receiver 15. His rank this year is wide receiver 22. His ADP is about 57.3. That's a late fifth round, um, again, in 12-man. Um, and his overall is, I expect it to be 40, 43. So going to a mid to late fourth round pick. Um, that's what I believe his value is, and I believe you can reach at that position uh, to get him. <sighs> he fits in that wide receiver, wide receiver two spot too well. Um, the reason why I would take some things away is we don't know for sure if OBJ is going to go back to the Rams. We don't know. He could um, he could run away with the Super Bowl ring and never come back to the Rams. I would expect him to go back um, in worst case scenario, but I he might not. So last year he finished with only 38 receptions. This year I expect him to go up to 95, back to his normal, back to what he's used to. And instead of 410 receiving yards last year, he's going to get 1,200 receiving yards this year. He's going to go from one touchdown to seven touchdowns. He is going to just find himself all over again and be that potential top 
10, top 8 wide receiver uh, in this. And if you can grab him at wide receiver 22 for him to finish in the top 10, I believe that is a steal of a pick. That is a league-winning pick. Um, and I'm really excited to see what he can do in Los Angeles. Now moving up to number 5. Saquon Barkley. His ADP is about 19.1. And by the way, I want to say these ADPs that I'm getting from are from the platform I love to use and I very so trust, which is Sleeper. Um, Sleeper is a great fantasy app. It's up and coming, great for Dynasty and Redraft. Um, so back to Saquon. Saquon has a 19.1 ADP, which is a mid to late second round pick. Uh, at the RB rank 12, I believe that he can finish one of the best in his career. Obviously, he finished right or running back one his rookie year. Uh, last year, he was running back 30. He missed four games last year. I believe this year he can finish running back six or better. Um, in the draft, I believe he should be going RB8 instead of RB12. And I expect him to go... And I would take him at overall 14 pick, which is an early to mid second round pick, depending on your format and league size. I think this is just the healthiest he might ever be um, since his rookie year. And really, it's his offensive line. The new general manager there has replaced every single starter except for Andrew Thomas. Um, He's really revamped that offensive line. He wants to bring support to Daniel Jones, and he wants to give run support to Saquon Barkley. I think this team is going to be improved, not necessarily much better, but just fundamentally better. There are so many three and outs in New York, and Saquon just couldn't get the opportunity he always have had before, and I believe this year now he's got a little bit different um, opportunity, and I think that he can go from last year having 856 total yards to doubling that in 1,600 yards. I believe instead of four touchdowns last year, he can go to 11 touchdowns this year. He missed four games last year, and he had a struggling offensive line, struggling team. I believe this year is a much better year for him, and he is set up to absolutely succeed in every single category. Moving in at number four. Number four uh, is somebody named Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver one of the Ravens. Can you believe a wide receiver one of an NFL team is going at an ADP of 76.2? That is a mid to late seventh round pick. This guy is wide receiver one and is clear as day. The only person on this team that will be taking receptions and targets away from him is the one and only Mark Andrews. But from the wide receiver standpoint, there's nobody even close on that Ravens roster to compete with Rashad Bateman for wide receiver one. Right now he is ranked 33 for wide receiver. Um, I, I don't really know what to say about that. 76 overall. Um, last year he finished wide receiver 69. He was the wide receiver 2. He was still trying to find out the NFL. He, he's behind Marquise Brown. Um, and he found himself at wide receiver 3 on that team uh, every once in a while. This year he is just ready to explode. Lamar Jackson, he's on a contract year. He needs to prove that he's a passer. He can run. He can lead this team to wins and to the playoffs. And if he wants to get paid, 
He's going to have to do that. He's going to have to find his top wide receiver, his top tight end, give his running backs great opportunities, and he's going to be able to show that he can run too. I believe that this year Rashad Bateman can double his receptions from 46 to 100 receptions. I believe that he can become a 1,100-yard receiver, and I believe that he can find the end zone six times this year instead of one. I believe Rashad Bateman is your is your steal of the draft. If you can get him anywhere in like the mid-sixth round instead of mid-seventh, just a whole round sooner, um, it'll be worth it. Trust me, he's a wide receiver one, um, and he's ready to explode. We're going to move into number three now. Number three, see, my thoughts have changed on him. Earlier this year, I didn't like him. Um, I never really looked into him. I've always thought of him as being injured. Um, and his ADP right now is 27.7 with a wide receiver rank of 11. But then I started thinking, he's got a better quarterback. Let's be honest, Jalen Hurts is better than Ryan Tannehill. Um, and I believe that he's even got a, a better second duo. Julio Jones is always hurt. Um, and now he has Devonta Smith on the other side of the line distracting the defense. I think they can be an amazing duo um, of the wide receivers. And I think they could be potentially even the best this year. Um, they can really break out. This Eagles offense, like I said earlier, is ready to break out. I have uh, A.J. Brown at wide receiver 6 going into the draft. He's wide receiver 11 ranked. I think you can take him as early as 18th overall instead of 27, 28. Um, I think you can take him late second round, um, and it will be well worth your pick. I think he's better than somebody like C.D., on a, on a sketchy Cowboys offense and Tyreek Hill we, there's a lot of question marks surrounding him and Tua you just don't know I believe that A.J. Brown is better than those two and you can take him ahead of that so basically A.J. Brown had he missed five games last year he missed five games he still had 869 receiving yards I believe this year he can be a near 1,400 um, yard receiver I believe he goes from five touchdowns, eight, and I believe he gets nearly 100 receptions um, this year. I, I think he can uh, he can be that guy for you. Um, solid, solid wide receiver, too. In my 12-man PPR, he is my flex with Stephon Diggs and DJ Moore, and I believe I have an absolute steal at the flex position. And I think uh, I think he can he can do it. The only thing about him, he needs to stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, expect him to be that wide receiver six or better. Um, if he can't, eh, it's it's a real bummer because uh, he has so much potential, and uh, it'd just be going to waste. So I recommend you take him. You take that risk. If you want to win, he's your league winning pick. Let's go to number two. Number two, I'm sure you guys have been hearing about him all, all preseason. Um, and he really just stood out to me. He didn't really stand out to me until they cut their back at running back. And this is Damian Pierce. Marlon Mack was cut. 
Damian Pierce has the clear-cut running back one role. His ADP, Damian Pierce, a running back one, ADP is 97.7. That is an early ninth round pick for a running back one. I believe you need to be taking him in the sixth round. I think he is at least 64 overall. Um, and don't feel bad reaching for him. It looks like you're reaching in that ESPN um, ranking system. Trust me, it is not a reach. He is ranked 36th of all the running backs. That means he basically has four backup running backs ranked ahead of him. It makes no sense to me. I have him at running back 26 in the draft. I believe he can be a top 15 running back this year. He can be that guy you draft that could be your bench running back, and he can end up finding a role in your flex or your running back two position. Um, I think he, he has everything he needs. Uh, basically, I would take him 10 running backs out of his value. Like I said, from RB36 to RB26, I see him falling anywhere in between the range of Elijah Mitchell, A.J. Dillon, and Clyde Edwards-Elaire. I think he's better than Elaire. I think Dillon is... It's a, it's a risky pick, Dylan. We don't know. Is he going to be a more of a... Where, where's Aaron Jones and him going to play out? Uh, Elijah Mitchell, I think, is a little bit better. So I think he falls in between Elijah Mitchell and A.J. Dillon. And yeah, basically, the only other person here to take Damian Pierce's spot is Rex Burkhead. And I'm not worried about that. Um, I project Damian Pierce to have... 1,450 scrimmage yards and eight total touchdowns. And I believe that touchdown can go way up. I think the Texans, instead of running, or instead of passing inside the five-yard line, Texans are going to run. Um, I believe he can get anywhere from eight to 12 touchdowns, I believe, this year. Now, moving into my number one pick. You can guess it. It is the man, the myth the legend Justin Jefferson he is wide receiver ranked 2 behind Cooper Cup with an ADP of 6 um, and really if I am you in that first round and I have a pick in the top 6 if I don't have pick 1 or pick 2 if I have anywhere from pick 3 to 6 I'm taking Justin Jefferson I, I just don't know what to say. This guy had 1,616 yards on 108 catches in a Mike Zimmer-type offense that wants to pound the ball on the ground. Now he has a coach who led Cooper Cup to one of the best wide receiver seasons ever, nearly breaking 2,000 receiving yards. He's going to lead Justin Jefferson and Kirk Cousins to hopefully what could be in a historic season I believe this year Justin Jefferson finds the ball a lot more he sees about a 20 to 30 reception increase I believe he gets nearly 2,000 yards at about 1,920 yards this year and I believe he finds the end zone a little bit more he had 10 touchdowns that's impressive but if you look he was stopped at the goal line the one yard line Two or three times last year. I know for sure two, but I don't want to lie saying three. 
he was stopped at the goal line a few times. If he works harder, <laughs> I'm kidding, but if he can find the end zone during those type of plays, he can increase from 10 to 12 pretty easily. And even in a Kevin O'Connell offense, he might even be able to get 13 to 14 total touchdowns. I believe these players are your top league winners. Um, there's, there's just not much else to say about it. These guys I love. If I'm drafting, I look for them. I already have them in my queue. Every time I go into a draft, I go in about an hour ahead, check the draft order if it's randomized an hour ahead, and I start queuing up guys around my pick, guys who I'd potentially reach for at my pick because I know they can be a league winner with the situation that they're surrounded with this year. So, this is my top 10 list uh, for 2022, the 2023 season. And I think uh, these guys will win you. I want to thank you guys for listening. We will see you guys again very soon. Um, we have a few ideas um, for some new podcasts. This is Noah Amundsen, and I'll see you later.